Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soccer Crush. Crush. Sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. We all had to we did such a good job. They're on Zoom, and we just wanted to make sure we said it because at the same time. We have no idea what's going on anymore. Like, what is life? What is life? Um, we have a guest. We do. We have a guest. Yeah, finally. And it's finally somebody that is not one in our state or in Beth's condo. Yeah. It's true. So it's exciting. He's coming to us from the sunshine state of Florida. Which is not so sunny today. It is not. How's the weather down there, Matt? Uh, it sucks. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know. It, it's raining. It, it wasn't raining for a while, so I was going to do what our government does and just declare everything to be a hoax, but it started raining again, so I guess there it's a go. legitimate thing. <laughs> Can you count the raindrops first? Recount. I'm going to need a full count before we can determine if it's... No, 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 no. Stop counting. Stop counting. We're going to do a hand recount. I'm going to go outside and count how many hit my hand in the next minute, and we're just going to make an an inference based on that. Here we go. I think that those are fraudulent raindrops. I'm actually trying to look out the window to see. Yeah, there's there's a a new lake in my backyard. Nice. Okay. Well, you can never have too many. If it's like Ohio, just give it a few hours and it'll change. It's like waterfront <laughs> property now. This is great. Um, so we we took a week hiatus because I think all of us were probably news tired. There was a lot going on. I don't know if you guys heard about this election that happened, but I think we were exhausted. FCC exhausted me to no end. And we just needed a breather. But, you know, here we are. So jump into updates. Uh, Rapid fire. I have a rapid Rapid fire. fire. So yeah, let's do that first. Okay. Sorry. Where, what is your favorite burger place? Oh my God. I asked that because we had five guys earlier. We did have five guys earlier. Maybe Sammy's. I do local Cincinnati. I do like Sammy's, but I think burger chain five guys might be it for me. I like a, I like a burger five. Um, the one that has the egg on it, the breakfast burger from there. Um, but probably the best one I've had recently is the new place um, down by Finley Market, OTR Chili. Or it's okay. by Ryan Geist, okay. down by Ryan Geist, OTR Chili. Very good. I Excellent this, burger. Support those local businesses. Mm-hmm. Matt, you got a favorite burger place? Sure, I was trying to think. So if, I, if I'm going with like a chain place... Uh oh hold on, I just got a tornado warning saying to go hide in the closet. Well, oh, we'll just look no. at that later. Uh if I'm going to the chain place, I'm 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 a big Shake Shack fan. Uh, oh, I love Shake Shack. Ooh, really good. And as far as local places, there's a place uh kind of around the corner from me called SOB Burgers. It does all these weird patties stuffed with random things, and they're very good. So I'll mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll go with one local and one chain there. I put that on our, our Tampa list. Yeah. Things to do when in Pinellas County. Um, I don't have a rapid fire, you guys. I, I failed this week. That's okay. I have a rapid fire, and then we'll have we'll have Matt's too. Perfect. Um, what sticker do you want more from Four Seasons Total Landscaping? They have Make America Great, or Make America Rake Again, okay. or you can get um, Lawn in Order. Ooh, I want Lawn in Order. <laughs> I think I want Make America Rake again. That is amazing. Those are I, I'll, go, I'll go with Lawn and Order. I did see, I was reading a story about that whole thing uh, earlier this afternoon, and there was uh, someone with a sign saying, Mulch Ado About Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be a pretty good one. 
saw the employee there who answered the call and did not clarify, just ran the credit card and was like, okay, Mm -hmm. hats off to you. Yeah. We'll take it. This episode is dedicated to you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I saw, going back to that, I was just reading, there's a uh, like charity fun run coming up uh, from, they're running it from Four Seasons Total Landscaping to what they call the less well, lesser well-known Four Seasons Hotel. <laughs> Coming up in like February or something, I think. That's clever. I respect That's that. That's amazing. That might be the best thing to come out of this whole nightmare. You know what? Mm-hmm. Who can't Google correctly? That's silly. I, I think they did a great job. Uh, yeah, they, they, they really did a great job. <laughs> Whoever made that happen, we salute you today. Um, All right, Matt, what's your rapid fire? What you got for us? All right, I, I was getting worried someone was going to steal this when you guys were, were talking about something earlier. Uh, but with the next holiday that we shouldn't be spending with anybody coming up around the corner. Yes. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. Okay, we got one for mac and cheese. I'm going to go mashed potatoes. Like, you can't go wrong. Mashed potatoes. My favorite side dish is um, my mom makes my um, grandmother, my dad's mother's stuffing recipe. So she makes just the regular stuffing, but she also takes some of the stuffing and rolls it into these little, like, balls and patties and then, like, bakes them in the oven. And they're, like, these little stuffing bites. And we always eat them, like, while we're waiting for people to come over for dinner. They're like the perfect pre-meal, like, you just go grab one and snack. I enjoy that you have pre-Thanksgiving snacks, Beth. Yeah, of course. (laughs) That that sounds good. So I've gotten to the point, I don't want to say it's my least favorite holiday because, like, it implies I don't like it, but it's just, I have others that are much more of a favorite. I always, like, think of Thanksgiving as a a meal rather than a holiday, which some people get offended by, but that's too bad. So I've kind of gone, just gone, like... If I had to, if, if it's a, about sitting around and eating, I'm just going to pick what I want to eat. I, I don't want the sweet potatoes. I don't really care for the green beans. Like, give me the mac and cheese. Give me the mashed potatoes. Throw in some deviled eggs, something like that. I'll go with the mac and cheese also. Go with carbs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When in doubt, go with carbs. Potatoes, mac and cheese, rolls. That is my ideal Thanksgiving dinner. Turkey tastes like napkins. And yeah, the pilgrims really were murderers. <laughs> yes. We've all seen the Adams family too. Adams family values. They have a they explain Thanksgiving very well. So it's it's mm-hmm. an eating holiday and you should just watch the parade and just eat, but not with your family this year, just stay home. Get that. Uh yeah, it's gonna be four Smiths solo for Thanksgiving this year. You can zoom us and we'll act like we're there with you. <laughs> for Glenn I and Peggy. That. I think that that might be more for you that want to be adopted by Glenn and Peggy. Than yeah, I think she else. really does. <laughs> it's going to be a Zoom's giving. Zoom's giving. Hashtag. Can we, can we also talk about favorite Thanksgiving pies? Because I feel like that's like yes. right in the same area there. You, like nobody looks pie. excited about pie as me. I, I hate pumpkin pie. Same. I just yeah, right. it's like pumpkin in general. Uh, my wife has been making this for a couple of years now. Uh, pecan pie in a cast iron skillet. Oh, my gosh. Everything cast iron is stuff, You have to buy enough to make two. So we always have like the one on Thanksgiving. And then the like the next day, I'm like, okay, let's make more. 
So that's yeah. my uh, that's my that's my go-to dessert for Thanksgiving. That's amazing. We usually get a, a brown bear pie. For oh, Thanksgiving. good choice. Uh, they I just, have various kinds, but all of them are good. I'm equal opportunity pie. Mm-hmm. I'm not too picky. I do like pumpkin pie, but not all pumpkin pies. They're not all created equal. All pies don't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I like apple pie. I don't really like pie. I just like my mom's apple pie. She makes delicious apple pie. If I don't eat all the apples while she's slicing them. You guys are making me so hungry. How are you hungry? We just had burgers. Yeah, like three hours ago. Was it? Yeah. Wow. We loaded up on on hurricane snacks, so we're we're, we're good for, but we don't have any pie. No tornado Uh, yet? seem like it i got 13 I mean they do list like my specific neighborhood in the in the warning so but well, it doesn't seem too bad right now yeah if i run away you know why <laughs> yes yes please be careful yes please be careful is important but not more important than you we'll let you know if we start seeing anything like swirling in the background we'll be like cow it's yeah. another cow <laughs> we'll flying by i love twister oh goodness should we do some league updates? Let's, let's oh, yeah. update these leagues. Yeah. How are things going in MLS? For who? <laughs> not for <laughs> us. <laughs> They're not. We, we've tapped out. FC Cincinnati is tapped out. We're, uh, our team has been essentially dismantled, and we're not good. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. It looks like Philly won the supporter shield. Philly did win the supporter shield. Are you cool with that? I, I didn't really have a problem. I'm with it. not allowed to say anything negative about Michigan or Pennsylvania for the foreseeable future. So I have to care about the state That's of Michigan fair. and I can't say anything bad about Philly That's or Pittsburgh. Philly deserves it. Very fitting. If Gritty's happy, we're all happy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I'm surprised by any of the MLS outcomes right now. I think, did I expect us to be at the bottom again? No, at least second to last, but not the bottom. Um, Yeah, I mean, we were like a good five points away from being second to last place. So we just like really, really got in there. Well, that wooden Mm -hmm. spoon is very decorative now. So I did add a 2020 to it. That's so nice of you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly for freezer who was asking yeah about my your new best friend my buddy (laughs) we're starting to bond on twitter really gonna make him like me (laughs) i keep trying to catch these conversations when i hear about them on the because i usually listen to you guys when i'm driving home from work on fridays and i was like i gotta go find because this sounds like fun and and maybe i'll Uh, drunken cruiser you know what maybe he should be a guest we'll just send them to you so you can see what's been going on it's Beth has been like trolling him for a few months now. Can we invite him to be on the show? Sure. I would love to have him on the show. I think we need to, I need to work in there a little bit more. Do we know his name? Yeah, Drunken um, Cruiser. No, don't. What time is it, Beth? (laughs) Looks like three. (laughs) My gosh. Uh, He wanted uh, like a fact that he didn't know. So I, I looked for like fun facts about Cincinnati and posted something about us having like the largest ginkgo tree in the country or something like that, which I didn't know. So I knew he wouldn't know. And his response was to point out how awful our city's Christmas tree is. 
down on like in, in our downtown area and I, I didn't I hadn't seen it but um, someone did post a picture and it was bad listen if you're not from Cincinnati you can't t- say anything <laughs> negative about our tree that is our tree to make fun of it looks mm-hmm. like if Charlie Brown, Brown tree in 2020 got together mm-hmm. and made decisions <laughs> it did. It's really and none of them were good I take it no, no none of them were good it's filled out a little bit more it has filled out some but you know uh but drunken cruiser is obviously a columbus crew fan um mm. do you guys i think the crew might have some chances here this i think so they could be wild card i think so i think they'll I, well. I just don't want it to be seattle again yeah, that would be kind of boring. Portland again. I did decide with some help that the team I'm going to support is going to be San Jose. So for the foreseeable future, I am San Jose. Okay. I'll be sporting KC because okay. I like to say I that. think they play each other the first oh. match. So. Controversy. Here we go. It's I'm a house divided. You're going to do Nashville? No. <laughs> I was like, Beth, I was surprised for a second. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's a troll. <laughs> you can't troll us. We are the people you troll with. So, who are you gonna throw your support to, Beth? Mm, I mean, I'll probably secretly be cheering a little bit for Columbus because you guys know I have a little bit of sentimentality there. A little history. But, yeah, maybe Minnesota. Okay. okay. Why not? Matt, do you have an MLS team that you're supporting in playoffs? Uh, whoever's playing uh, the team in purple from Florida is usually my favorite mm. team, which looks like right now is NYCFC. Okay, is okay. Football, which they have at least one former Rowdy on their roster, so that, that I can I can go with that. Uh, and Ben Sweat, I can I can I can go there. So that works. We don't like that purple team either. Solidarity. Yeah, solidarity and anti-purple teams here. Any purple teams, just, you know, bad. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't wait to talk more about purple teams. I'm biting my tongue. <laughs> so, Beth, you went to the FCC event. The, it did. Was it, it was the state of the team address. Okay. Um, so it was done. It was a Zoom webinar. Um, Alex Stack hosted it. I love her. And she's awesome, as always. Um, and it was Gerard, Nykamp, Yap Sam. They did a little bit of introduction and just discussion, the three of them. And then they had a Q&A feature that they were using within Zoom. So you could post a question and they, like Alex would go through them and then select them if she wanted to read them off. My question did get asked. Oh. So I was excited about that. And she even said my name. She wasn't really saying who asked all the questions. So it was exciting when she was like, Beth would like to know. And I was like, yes, I would. It's me. What did you want to know? <laughs> I wanted to know um, with the amount of like empty roster spots we're going to have going into the next season, like into this off season, like how feasible it was um, to, to fill all of those spots and to have a deep bench, because that's been a big issue for us. The last two seasons is just the depth of our roster. Um, I don't really know that I got like a real answer to the question. It was more like, I think that what Gerard was trying to say when he answered it was that the reason that they made so many cuts was so they could have a deeper bench. Um, we did get rid of people that were accident prone. Yeah. So I think they wanted to bring in some, yeah, some, you know, 
from their talent or whatnot. But I, I will say this, that I, um, I was fully expecting going into that event for it to be one of the usual things that I expect from the, the Jeff Birding era of running our team, which is like just blowing smoke up your butt the whole time. And um, they, they were very much acknowledged that it was, things were not pretty. Um, they talked about things they were not happy with. They um, answered things pretty transparently. I thought at one point at the beginning, they were showing like film and some people like in the chat were like really excited to be looking at film. I personally felt like I had already seen all of those goals that we didn't score. So it felt a little. They showed our seven goals in MLS. No, they showed all of the times that we almost scored and then talked about, well, if we had scored. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That that would have been better. <laughs> I wish you would have spoken up and been like, let me tell you some tactics. Yeah. Well, that was what they're missing. You um, you couldn't just like uh yeah. chat like chat out loud. They were just reading the question. So um it was really much more like webinar kind of style. But I, I mean I thought it was it was a little, much more informative than I thought. They seemed to really, I mean seem to be have they seem like they have a plan of some sort I just uh I don't know I just hope it's I just hope it's better I just hope we win I just hope we score goals yeah I I think you know we obviously have a lot of open roster spots Mm -hmm. um Austin we have the expansion draft them so I'm not really worried anybody in our team going anywhere we only have 12 players so I think we're pretty solid Mm-hmm. Um, not that they're going to be trying to get any of ours anyway. And I, I'm like a sentimental person and this sucks. Mm-hmm. It's one of the hardest things about soccer is loving a team so much. And you really get to know the people and love them for a year. And then they just mm-hmm. get like booted. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of looking forward to this because I, if it makes us a more competitive team, like that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the person I think I'm most surprised and maybe I'm going to miss the most. And this is going to be shocking. It's not, it's Spencer. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think that that one hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean like, yes, Jimmy too, but and my son, my son is leaving, but I think, I, I think Tommy McCabe has a, a bright future in USL. I think he is a fantastic USL player. Um, he, played well in Memphis. I would love to see him. If he landed at Tampa Bay, I would be ecstatic. Matt, he is a mm-hmm. very aggressive midfielder and yeah. just, he plays hard. Um, I saw the, uh, I saw the names coming out yesterday and I was like, I felt bad because I saw some names that I, I, I know from hearing them on your show. I was like, Oh, and yeah, I, I kind of like, well, we haven't heard any roster news yet, but I'm assuming there'll be some spots. Maybe, yeah. uh, you know, Ray Ortiz would be awesome to snag. I love Ray Ortiz. I think Rashawn um, Valley did great mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. And I think he has a very bright future ahead of him too. Is he necessarily like a kind of striker that Cincinnati needs? I don't think so, but I do think he's also one to watch. Mm-hmm. And Kendall Lawson, I think that one is also surprising. We, we cut our captain. Yes, we did. I'm a little bit of um, I have to also tell you guys, I saw Matthew Duplan's realtor today, and that gentleman just bought a condo a couple months ago, so I don't think he saw this coming, guys. So I cry. Well, we know that there yeah. are some moves made in the past where people were caught off guard after being told 
one after thing being lied to by people in the upper echelon. It's yeah. the nice way of saying they were lied to. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to have a lot to watch for in the off season. I'm going to have to make a whole new slideshow for us as we announce new players. Yeah. There's I'd something love to, to make a slideshow. To. Yes. Like, here we go. Silver lining. Yeah. yeah. So whatever we have to do to be competitive, I think it'll be good. Hopefully next year we can be in the playoff conversation and not necessarily wooden spoon conversation again. That would be my strong preference. <laughs> but uh, we re- if Premier- we want to talk about good teams, Premier League. Yeah. Um, Both of our teams are doing well. Yeah. yeah. Matt, mm-hmm. do you have a Premier League team? Are you a Premier League? I, I, I am a Liverpool fan. Oh, two Liverpool fans, two Chelsea fans. Look at that. I feel like that's always how it is. I feel like everyone we ask, they're always like, yeah, Liverpool. We're like, yeah, Chelsea. I don't think I know any, like very few other Chelsea fans. That's okay. They're doing great. Both teams. Um, I don't know that anything surprising is also happening in Premier League. It's just more fun to watch, in my opinion. I feel like there were... um, you know, it was another weekend of um, entertaining matches. Um, oh, yeah. Bad VAR. Um, weird, crazy VAR situations. And, yeah. I think I was also, like, quite drained after the week that we had had. And yeah. I Saturday, like, after the election was um, called – I had a massive headache and I was like, that must just be all my anxiety. And I fell asleep through at least one of those games, um, if not two. So I missed a big chunk of it during all of the activity and then the aftermath. It feels like Saturday was so long ago. I was just like, did Chelsea play this weekend? And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, we were eating Taglios while watching Chelsea. Yeah. Um, But everybody's on national team break. So Mm -hmm. nothing going on this weekend. Yeah, Just, that's kind of a bummer. It is, but it could be worse. Yeah. I'm not. I guess you can watch the U.S. men's national team. Who Christian Pulisic pulled out of so he could go back with his injury to Chelsea. So, yeah. Bummer. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised, but still, I would like to see him play. Yeah, I just want to watch. I just want to see him play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wasn't super shocked by that, but. I will say the national team. I, I've a national team has chosen me. I did not choose it. Um, I am Spain. Yeah, you're Spain fan. So Spain is you, me. You know why? It's Kepa <laughs> is why he opened the door, <laughs> and then I got into their Instagram, and they deliver, and they were just so beautiful. I just <laughs> was like, well, I think I'm going to need to see what's happening here, mm-hmm. and now I'm Spain. So that's always how your team chooses you. You just stumble upon them. And speaking of a team choosing you, Matt, you're the reason I feel like the Rowdies also chose us. And what a cool I try. I try. To <laughs> jump into. Um, uh, maybe not the ending everybody else wanted, but here at Soccer Crush – we are calling it Tampa Bay Rowdies, USL Champions 2020. And Champions of that. Our Hearts. 
I'll go with that. I mean, more often than not, the seasons end before the the playoffs even have. They're, this is only the second time since they started back up in like 2010 that they made the playoffs two two years in a row. So, uh, and this is the furthest they've gotten in getting to the championship game outside of. 2012 when they won it in uh, NASL back then. So you definitely picked a good year to, to jump in. It was a lot of fun, even though it was very weird. It was definitely a lot of fun. Watching the Rowdies this season, I think it made USL exciting for me again. Um, I think that I had gotten so MLS sidetracked that I kind of like was like, well, USL, I don't have a team here. I'm not really going to watch it so much. But it kind of it just reminded me like how much great soccer is happening all across the country and not necessarily MLS. And, you know, you can watch some of these young players come up there or I just, and you guys have the best fans. Oh yeah. It's definitely the Tampa Bay community for me. You know, everyone has issues and, and they pop up from time to time, but in general uh, we have a really good group down here. And most importantly, you did something that, filled our hearts with so much joy and it's beating Louisville. Thank Nothing you. makes us happier than when Louisville loses that Thank bad, that bad gift. purple team. I was more excited about Louisville losing than Tampa winning. So, <laughs> so I, I set up for, for that game. I set up in, in the projector in my backyard and watched it on a screen and just kind of hung outside watching it. And I was, uh, uh, my prediction on our show that week had been if we had had found a way to uh, shut down uh, Cameron Lancaster and could take advantage of chances and we would win two to nothing. And then at the end of the game, I was like, holy crap, they made me look like I know what I'm talking about, which <laughs> tactics. Yeah, no, like snack tics, Yes, I can talk about that. And I can <laughs> discuss different foods, but tactics, I just managed to guess that one out of nowhere and I, okay. I'll go You're with it. Learn tactics from us. We oh, got yeah. you. We'll teach you all the <laughs> tactics. Um, I mean, that's what I'm here. <laughs> I think it was just, it was, we had FCC on and we had them on mute so that we could listen to Tampa and we were taking turns <laughs> watching and the other one was verbally describing what was happening in the other game. <laughs> Let's be honest. In the second half, we didn't even we watch it. We didn't even FCC. watch it. And I would say who made the biggest difference for me that match was probably Evan Loro. I think you have a fantastic yeah. goalkeeper. He made some incredibly smart saves and just consistent the whole match through. And he is hella awesome. You know my fave. Yeah. Well, uh, we've been really lucky because – like the goalkeeper position seems to turn over every year. Like our, our keeper from last year is now with Inter Miami and, and MLS. Uh, we have another keeper who's with uh, San Jose right now. Um, oh gosh, we had a guy who was on Portland Timbers for a while. Like it, it, we've always had good keepers, and this year we managed to like kind of bump everything else up to the same level. Uh, had to rebuild the defense again, and then kind of go around a new formation in, in some of the games yeah it was it was a lot of fun this year but yeah Evan Lohr is great the whole defense uh, has been great uh someone I know you guys are familiar with Forrest Lasso has been uh a huge huge addition to the team uh and I've got I, I was getting to go to some of the games when they were letting like 100 people into the stadium when they first came back 
and watching him play is something else, but listening to him and like, I swear he's like yelling at his own goalkeeper from the other side of the field. It's incredible. The, the way that, that he keeps his, uh, keeps the rest of the guys like motivated and focused and, and, and organized. And uh, I can't say enough about him. Like the, I remember the first time I watched him play, he came here. Uh, I think it was when he was playing for, um, no, it's when he played for Charleston's before he went to Cincinnati. And he took Joe Cole out when Joe Cole was playing for us, like studs up to the ankle. Uh, and I, I, I said some choice words and then, you know, later he was talking about it. He was, he was such a great experience to play against his idol. And I'm like, why the hell are you trying to kill him then? And, uh, but he's here and he's our, yeah. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. I, I still think we won that game maybe, but he's, uh, he's fantastic. I, uh, when we heard that, that we were going to be signing him in the off season, that was like the first signing that made me go, oh, okay. This could be an interesting year. He has always been a fantastic player to watch. He puts more than 100% out on the pitch, but he's one of those players that he doesn't just give all to the club, but he gives to the community. And I think that is somebody mm-hmm. great to bring to your city. You have to realize that they're, they're human people too. And um, he was always very active here. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he's very active there. And he's just one of the all-around nicest people. And I love watching him succeed. Um, I think he is a great caliber of player. I think he has learned, uh, getting a little bit older, how to be a leader on the pitch. Oh, and that yeah. comes, I think, with experience. And I think he's in a great place. Like, we, we uh, uh, Sebastian Guizotti has been the captain here for a couple years and, and a, a very deserving one. But it, it didn't surprise me at all when I saw him get subbed off in a game this year and then hand the armband to Forrest Lasso. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's kind of the natural choice. I can see mm-hmm. that. See why. I could see that. Do you remember I, when um, Forrest Lasso shushed the Bailey? Do you remember when Forrest Lasso broke the law and signed a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> Illegal. Do you remember? Well, I saw when he signed him. I was like, that's the guy who shushed the Bailey. But yeah, he's awesome. Do you remember my first experience at Nippert Stadium oh, yeah, and I my do. first my first FCC match at Nippert Stadium and the first thing out of my mouth standing down there was, the thighs on Forest Lasso. Because we were sitting in my mom's seats and it's like midfield front row and, you know, they're doing the right. stretches. And I was just taking a Snapchat video of us just being silly. And I turn to Abby and she's just staring. She's like, thighs on Forest Lasso. Like she was possessed. I, I, I think at some point this year, I photoshopped his head onto like Paul Bunyan because okay. he, he's grown this massive beard this year. And we've, we've started referring to him as the lumberjack in the back. Yeah. Uh, and he's adopted it, and the the announcers have adopted it, and it's become a, a thing. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Oh, there's a GIF. I feel like it might have to see the light of day now. So I think he's great. Um, and, of course, Leo Fernandez. Oh, he's cute. I love him. Oh, Lucky's following us on Soccer Crush now. Yes. I'm just well, saying. They're all good guys. Yeah. They are very um just kind of active with with fans and followers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's something I miss about USL is the the, the accessibility. accessibility. Yeah. So I, I I was thinking about that too, because you know, we, we had a push down here for a while under the old ownership before the team was bought by the Tampa Bay Rays for this whole uh let's get the, the rowdies to MLS and it you know, I, I've seen it happen when, when Minnesota went, and I've seen it happen when uh, the other purple bad team went. Like, 
it's usually within a season or two. It, 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 it's kind of one of those, be careful what you wish for, because like the level of interaction you get uh, is different. And, and, and like, we've been doing our show now for like five or six years and we showed, I think we were like three or four episodes in and they're like, you guys want sideline passes to come like do stuff for a game. And we're, yeah, of course. Like we're not trained like journalists or media people or anything. And they're just like, here, come on, let's do that. Like that would never happen in, in an MLS team. Like, no, I don't even know if grandfathered in, if it did work. So I've, I've, I like where we're at. It would be cool to move up and have a big giant stadium and do all kinds of different stuff. But at the same time, I love exactly where we're at. A big giant stadium. Have you seen your stadium? I, the love of my life. There were, there are some renderings for an ex, like a renovation and expansion of it to make it like a 10,000 seater. Okay. I don't know if it'll that. ever happen, but, uh, uh, Oh, I'll send you the picture. I still have them on a hard drive somewhere. Um, but yeah, it would. I I, I kind of like things the way they are too. Yeah, Alling is beautiful. It's true. That's my soccer a, crush. A massive difference in our like meet the player nights. From oh yeah, twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. Because in twenty twenty we were at Taft's um, mm-hmm. brew house and just like you could just like stand around and talk to all the players. Like it was really almost casual. Um, oh, yeah, we were yeah. distracting Spencer for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Hanging out with we uh, we usually have. They didn't get to do it this year because of uh, 2020. But the there's a big building. You probably see it when you're watching the game, like behind the goal where the scoreboard is, mm-hmm. is like a, a theater for plays and performances and stuff. And the the guy that used to own the team manages that building too. He's like this giant real estate guy in St. Pete, and it was always it's always there. They have them like it's up on stage, and they come out and show off the uniforms, and then it's like. All right, everybody to the lobby for food, and then the players just like walk around talking to people. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's how it was for us um, in 2020, and the ones even before then were had, just had a much more. I would 2020 say, 2020 like, was yeah. at Woodward. You're thinking Woodward, 2019? Yeah, 2019 was great. This year yeah, was. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. But yeah, the years all run together. At this and point. before that, it was at Mad Tree in like yes. 2018, and then Taft, yeah. and then Woodward. Yeah. Yeah, I yes. do miss that The one at Woodward was really, um, there were like six players there and the, there was a super long line to, to go meet there them. There have only been six players, but Loka's smile lit up that whole room. <laughs> I was more concerned with meeting Yoan and getting our oh, picture that's with him. I just needed the coach and that was it. Our that's wonderful so French coach who will step in at any given moment whenever we get a coach that gets fired. He loved our FCC tattoos. Yeah. He's like the designated driver. He really is. <laughs> um, he's like when you're at a party and you've had a little too much to drink, he's like the cool mom that you can call that will come get you. Right. And he's like, it's okay. I won't tell your mom. You're like, thanks, Johan. Doesn't like scold you for bad decisions. Like, all right, just here, here you go. Drink some water. Yes. He's, that, he's like, take some Tylenol before you go to bed. <laughs> uh, yes. That's oh. what I was in for. When Gerard crashed it. He's oh, okay. He He's- I think it made Yoan feel more comfortable that someone else was in the picture with him. And we were like, whatever, our arms around Yoan, we're not moving. I, yeah, I wrapped my arm around him and I was not going to let go. He smelled really nice. <laughs> just, I mean, sure you got to do what you got to do. Priorities, guys. I Yoan. know there were players, but there was a coach. <laughs> um, I don't even... 
where are we going with this? Any oh. other USL things to d- discuss? Uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Phoenix Rising next year. I hope you get your hearts right. Stop cheating. Stop being awful. You're racist <laughs> and you're homophobic and you need to get your lives right. And also any USL fan who just wants to drag up FCC whenever they get a chance, thank you for letting us live rent-free in your head. We haven't been there for two years. We've moved on, and maybe you should too. That's That's not directed at Twitter. (laughs) What are you most looking forward to for next season, Matt? Uh, It it actually happening, hopefully. Uh, I saw, I read somewhere today that the the rumor is that it's going to be pushed back till like May. Uh, instead of like the March start, which on one hand kind of bugs me because opening weekend is usually like right around my birthday and it's like the beginning of spring break and I'm a teacher. So that's a nice, uh, nice little combination there. Um, but I'd rather have a situation where we can like have everybody back in, in the stadiums. Like the one thing about this year that, 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 that killed me was they pulled out all of the seats behind uh, the goal, behind one of the goals this year and turned it into an all standing section. And then, like, next to nobody got to be in it. Mm-hmm. Like, huh. when they were letting some of the fans in, they did get to, but it was nowhere near, like, the, the, the amount of people they were letting in the stadium wasn't enough to fill that section alone. And they weren't going to try and fill that because they were spacing everybody out. So uh, getting to see that kind of in full action um, will, be, will be nice. We look forward to that as well because we want to come visit. Yeah. Yes, it'll be almost. Yeah. The problem is that the best the best time to go is like preseason and, and like the early couple of weeks because it's still like spring before like May. You're starting to get like the temperature and humidity in the 90s, and it it can be uh, oppressive. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, but it's still fun no matter what. Maybe a nice end of season. Um. Yeah, if it's starting in May. I don't know. The thing I'm worried about is because you're starting to see this with, with uh, Premier League teams and, and, and European teams in general. Like if they try and start in May but still end in October because they always try to end around the end of October, mm-hmm. that's going to be a lot of midweek games and a lot yeah. of kind of uh, games piling up on each other. And, and you know, like Liverpool had hurt just in training today uh, for England that uh, I kind of rather not see that, but we'll find out what happens, I guess, or if they're going to do this like group, how they're going to do the schedule again this year, or mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause if they're going to push it back two months late, who knows, but let's well, just give, give me well, all the vaccines so I can go. That's a lot to look forward to. We're hoping that everything goes well and we can all enjoy soccer together and safely next year. And I feel like we've talked to you so much about soccer, but we don't know your soccer love story. How did you, get into it what made you as big of a soccer fan as you are now okay and this is going to tie in like club and country and you're like all together yeah so yes. for Check like my en- my entire life I've, I've been the typical like every four years hey soccer's cool kind of thing um and i, I don't want to make people do the math and figure out how old i am but uh usa 94 world cup happened when i was a senior in high school and so that was a lot of fun but then, like, you know, then I went to college and I had friends that were kind of into it, and, and we'd, but still every four years. But then the 2010 World Cup, uh, Landon Donovan score, scores that goal against Algeria. And I'm in a sports bar. It's like nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. A buddy of mine owns a chain of sports bars here watching the, the game. 
Uh, and I was just like, this is like, I need to do this more often, more than every four years. And that was when the Rowdies were starting, like they're just starting back up. So we were like watching games in the morning and going to games in the afternoon. Uh, That's the life. Which was interesting. And, 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 you know, the level of play was a lot different then than it, than it was now. Um, but the manager at the time was uh, a guy named Paul Dogleash, who is the son of one of Liverpool's all-time great players, Kenny Dogleash, players and managers. Uh, they, Liverpool let the Rowdies use like their training facility they, that they just closed down because they moved into a new one, let them use that for like an international scouting combine uh, cool. for recruitment. And then I had a couple friends that were big Liverpool fans. So I was like, okay, I've got, I've got my local team that I'm going to go to. Uh, I've, I've got, now I've got like the European team I can watch. Uh, and my grandparents, like my grandfather's from Scotland and my grandmother's from England. So I was like, well, there's kind of a connection. We'll, we'll pretend. And then, uh, it's just kind of grown from there. So 2012, the Rowdies won the, the NASL title. And then we started doing our podcast and stuff in 2013. And, uh, it's just kind of kept going from there. And then every time, the various world cups for men's and women's come around. It's uh, get excited again. And then I went on to become uh, one of the founders and now the current president of the American outlaws chapter in Sarasota. So that's awesome. I've gone from like soccer every four years to like every soccer, every four or five minutes, it feels like. (laughs) And and I kind of like it. Like I, you know, Tampa, we've, we've had occasional flirting with success, especially this year with other teams, uh, and, and I kind of would follow everybody like die hard. And I've kind of like, my focus is on the rowdies. Everyone else is still there and it's cool. And uh, especially we have to uh, go along with the Rays now since they own us. And then they do some, some things, uh, you know, they've had some success too. Uh, but that's it. It all kind of started from that one goal and just being like, Hey, this is kind of cool. I have an excuse to hang out in a bar at 10 o'clock in the morning and, and jump and yell and, and, and eat fried food when I'm drinking beer also. So that was great. And that's kind of the short version. I mean, that's always how it is. You yeah. always have a friend that's like, hold on, check this out real quick. And then <laughs> you just fall in love with it and you have a podcast later. You're welcome. Yeah. Like we've, I've ended up traveling. Uh, I haven't been over overseas yet for any games, but I did go, uh, Liverpool made a trip, like their first trip to Fenway park. And then they played in Baltimore, uh, and it was during summer vacation. I was I was talking to a guy from the Rowdies today about how many teachers there are that are soccer fans, and I think it's because we're always off when the big tournaments happen. So I, I like convenient. managed to travel to uh, Boston and, and and Baltimore and kind of follow them around a little bit. When when they came to Charlotte and played AC Milan there, uh, so it's just been kind of fun and like meeting people like i've like you know you start following people on twitter that i feel is like a big part of getting into it too because there's groups out there and end up meeting a lot of these people in different cities around the country and uh just having a good time well we have some more questions for you some really awesome rapid fires Uh oh they're all over the board (laughs) um so first i feel like you've kind of you've touched on this but which clubs do you support uh rowdies obviously uh liverpool um i'm a fan of wolfsburg in germany one of our former players uh you guys might remember him he scored a goal at nippert um that we called the the mitch says whoa then he's dead to us (laughs) Uh, 
so he his name's Marcel Schaefer. He grew up like he's been in played for Wolfsburg through like youth career, senior career, everything. Uh, came here, played for two or three seasons here, and is now the sporting director at Wolfsburg. So even though they have a little bit of a partnership with the with a bad purple team, we still uh, like Marcel and and hope that Wolfsburg does well. Uh, and that's pretty. Like, I was a, I was a Tampa Bay Mutiny guy for a long time. They were they were when I came to college is when they were first starting. So I was going to those games, and then they've gone away. So. I kind of just watch MLS in general, like usually because by the time I get home from a Rowdies game, there's usually an MLS game in like second half starting off or if it's a West Coast game, just kicking kicking off. So it's a way to end the evening, but I don't have any particular team. Don't worry. One will find you. (laughs) Not our team, though. (laughs) Yes, I would. Don't do it. You'll get your heart broken. (laughs) I just kind of feel like Atlanta because I got family there, but that's that's about as close as it gets. Yeah. What one player would you bring to your club if you had unlimited funds? Oh, everyone goes with like Messi or Ronaldo with this. We don't say that name. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I wouldn't go. I'm not going to pick either. I always like the guys who, you know, there's, there's the guys like, like those two or like David Beckham who have like these, this natural born skill. And not that they don't have to work to get where they are, but the, they have to work differently. And, and I, there's, there's a whole other class of players, and I think it's why I like the Rowdies and, and USL <laughs> too. Like the guys who just have to grind it out for every single thing they, they, they get. Uh, there was a guy who used to play for the U.S. national team named Hercules Gomez. He was, he was that kind of guy. I love him. But Liverpool had a player uh, named Dirk Kout uh, who was uh, a, a Dutch player, and he just – was you know he ran all over the place, fought till the the last second uh, to try and, and 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 get a foot on the ball to just kick it if nothing else, but occasionally uh, get a, a important goal too. Uh, I would love to bring a guy like Dirk Cout in his prime, not 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 really these days, um, but in his prime uh, to the Rowdies. I think his style, his way of playing, would would work well with uh, with what our coach likes to do. I respect it. What is your pre-match ritual? Oh, it's changed. So we have a lot of tailgating going on outside the stadium. There, there's two main supporters group. There's Ralph's Mob. They've, they've been around since day one. They usually meet up at – there's lots of bars and, and restaurants and stuff nearby the stadium. They meet up over at one of them and then make their way over to the stadium. And then there's a group called the Skyway Casuals, which I kind of associate with because they're from this area. There's this big bridge we have to go over called the uh, the Sunshine Skyway Bridge to get to St. Pete. Uh, and they do uh, they do a big tailgate every game, and it's you know some kind of food based on who the opponent is. Um, no, we've never had Skyline at a tailgate. <laughs> But we do have, like, we have it. At, there actually is a sky. I actually drive by a Skyline restaurant uh, on my way home every now and then. I won't say anything because I know how you guys feel about your chili, <laughs> and I know Roosevelt likes it too, and I don't want to make her mad. So I'm not going to share my opinions about I it. I would bring Rose but- Lavelle to my team. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, it's, usually, it's whatever they're tailgating with. Uh, I used to you bring my own grill and set up stuff out there, but uh, or. or now that they start having food trucks, I you know see what's outside, and then there's usually one or two inside. Hit up a, one of the food trucks on the way in, but like once the game starts, I'm I, I'm kind of not eating, not drinking anything, uh, just so I can kind of watch what's going on and and hopefully not spill anything. So that's uh, that's kind of then awesome. on the way home, I have to stop and get a get get like Wawa or something if if it's a win. Get a four for four. Wawa. <laughs> My victory Wawa, I call it. Uh, I wish we had Wawa here. Um. <laughs> What is your favorite soccer memory? 
Oh, it's got to be uh, when the Rowdies won the 2012 championship game. So it was a two-leg final, but away goals didn't count. It was this weird kind of setup, and the Rowdies lost the first leg 2 nothing to NSC Minnesota, which is what has become Minnesota United now. Uh, and then the second leg was at Al Lang. Uh, and, and I walked into it with a friend of mine who, who was my, my big Liverpool friend and I, like walking on the way in, I told him we're going to win this in penalties. And he kind of laughed and was like, whatever. And so we go and, and watch the game and, and the Rowdies score early. Uh, they equalize the, the aggregate score kind of midway through the second half, I want to say, but give up a goal like two minutes later, get an equalizer just before the end. And again, since away goals doesn't count, they're going to go to stoppage time. One of the players who was the coach's son at the time gets sent off. So we have to go through both periods of extra time down a player. And then it goes to penalties. And our, our goalkeeper at the time, uh, Jeff Atnella, who went on, he's played in Portland. He's played, I want to say, in Salt Lake, maybe two. Um, saved like three of the penalties for us to, to win the title. And so I, I just kind of looked at my, I was like right behind the goal when it happened. And there's this big uh, impulse to not, to not rush the field because we didn't want to get in trouble. Uh, and, but the next day I was getting up, I was staying at my friend's place in St. Pete because we were going to go watch Liverpool was in like the league cup final the next day. That's exciting. That's a lot so, to happen in a match. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I, I still say like, you know, everyone's got this, uh, the, like, you know, Istanbul was the greatest game ever for Liverpool. And I was like, the greatest game I've ever seen was the Rowdies winning this with all the little things that went on. I got to go with that. It means more when it's your local team. It does. <laughs> it does. Like I've had like, in the last couple of years, I've watched Liverpool win the Champions League and the Premier League, things that hadn't happened since uh, since mm-hmm. I was a fan. And like those were great. And I was around like a lot of good friends and like friends that I've converted to being Liverpool fans. And uh, but still being there at the stadium to watch them win that was was something else. What song do you think they should play before matches? I've been thinking about this one and I really don't know about before match there's a song that so you know like some like liverpool's got you'll never walk alone and that's a before match one but some teams there's or or supporters groups have a song they do at a certain time during a game there's a song um called rivers and roads by uh of monsters and men Uh, it's really and it i I wish we sang that at like some certain point during the game just because i like the song but it makes me think like because this is one of the teams, like it's it's Tampa Bay. It represents like people in five or six different counties, and everyone. There's bridges and stuff you have to go to to get to the stadium in St. Pete. It just seems like it fits the mood. And I keep trying to convince the uh, the SGs to do it. And, and and one year I'll get them, maybe. Maybe we'll we'll start the Twitter campaign. I like it. I haven't figured out what time we should do it. It feels like an end of the near the end of the match kind of thing, but we'll see. Do you have any pets? Uh, I do. I have, oh, I know why you asked this because I always post pictures of the podcast. Yes. Uh, we have right now we have two older cats, uh, from a litter that was born from a cat that we, like a stray cat that we took in like right before I got married. And then, uh, these are the only two that are left. And then like one of our, one of the cats from that litter passed away uh, a couple weeks ago. And like a week later, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV on a Saturday night or Friday night or something. And I heard 
something meowing. And I was like, one of, one of whatever, it doesn't sound like any of the cats we have. It turned out there was just like this stray cat on our front step. And it took a day or two to, we had to get like a raccoon trap to catch him ultimately, like yeah. one of those, those painless traps. Uh, so we've now added uh, him into the mix. And, and my daughter became the uh, owner of a hedgehog a few months ago. Been there. Yeah, it's, that's an experience. It is. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, so that's, you, our, that's us now. If you could see one player live, who would it be? So when I was a kid going through that, like every four years of being like a soccer fan thing, the, the, the name that I remember hearing the most in, in World Cups or like international broadcast was an Argentine player named Gabriel Batistuta. And I always just like, he was always scoring some kind of crazy goal every time they would show a highlight, like the few highlights that made it to uh, US TV back then. So I'd always, I'd, I think I'd always like to, to get a chance to see him play live. I respect it. What are your other favorite podcasts? Huh, like everything on uh, Beautiful Game Network is, is pretty good. Are we doing like just soccer related or in general? In general. In general. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Everything on Beautiful yeah. Game Network is wonderful. And if you're not listening, you really should. There's great soccer content for everybody, whether you want to talk tactics or you want to talk crushes. We're everything in between. Yeah, there's this one called Soccer Crush. And, and I, I realized <laughs> I, the other day, like, you guys are like the only other ones on Twitter that respect the underscore in the, the Twitter name. Like no one else does that. I, that's how I do mine. So I think that's, that's part of the connection there. Um, I listen to a bunch of stuff. I've, there, there's been like a true crime one I've been listening to lately called Tom Brown's body uh, about this kid that disappears like just out of nowhere in Texas. And they find his body in town like two years later. And it's all this, there's a wacko private investigator and the state authorities get involved. It, the last episode's coming out next week. So it's a, it's an interesting one. I don't usually do a bunch of true crime ones, but it's, it's really interesting. The host is really good. That sounds interesting. Um, what are you into besides soccer? Uh, so I'm a teacher in Florida, which right now means uh, trying to avoid the Corona like crazy. Uh, and I spend a lot of time doing that. Uh, I have a 12-year-old daughter who uh, does competitive baton twirling and volleyball, which means I drive her around to a lot of things. Uh, but mostly, yeah, it, it, anytime I can find some time to like just like sit in my house and do nothing, I, I, that's what I enjoy. Like, I, like this tiny part of me is always happy when the season's over because it's like I can just stay home this Saturday. <laughs> like that was all fun, but I, could, I can just stay home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm very like, like, like my wife likes to get out of the house as much as possible. And, and I'm just like, okay, have fun. I'll, I'll stay here. Make sure it doesn't burn down. There you go. I mean, somebody has got to do it. Right. Um, very important question. Which is your Harry Potter house? So I've, I've done the sorting hat thing before on Pottermore. I forget if I was going to describe myself, I would say probably, Ravenclaw with Hufflepuff tendencies. That's welcome here. That's accepted. I think that's, I think that's the best way to describe it. That's fair. What is your favorite soccer Twitter or Twitters to follow? So there's this guy with red curly hair. And it's definitely not him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, we don't say that name either. <laughs> Unless you're telling him to shut up. <laughs> uh, I do like I, I'm a big fan of the USL memes account they uh 
they are a lot of fun. We've, we've done some stuff with them in the past. Uh, Forward Madison is really cool. Like uh, Leo Fernandez's brother plays for them. And they just like in the middle of, in the middle of nowhere, like one day DM to me a picture. Cause he used to play for the Rowdies, like U 23s. And he still had his like Rowdies backpack. And it was on the sideline at the bench during he's like, Hey, just thought you'd like to see that. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then there's a, there's a, a guy in, in uh, what we affectionately call Rowdy's Twitter. Uh, I call him the emperor because like where he sits in the stadium looks like the emperor from, uh, from Gladiator doing his thumbs up and thumbs down. Uh, his name is Mike Pendleton. His, uh, his Twitter handle is at fat, P-H-A-T, seven deuce. He does some amazing graphics work. He keeps the, uh, the Rouse mob uh, going from a financial level with the, uh, the, the, the business operations. Uh, and it feels like he's kind of the face of Rowdy's Twitter, which is a good thing because he's a good dude and puts out really great content. So uh, it's one of those like, I'm actually kind of glad to, to like know this guy and go like hang out and talk to him during games. It's it's kind of fun. He, he is on my list of people, yeah. Rowdy's people I would like to meet. Uh, I, I, will definitely, I will definitely friend. introduce him. Such he's an awesome really dude. Cool. Yeah. Um, all right. um, my last question is the stadium food question. And we already know that you don't eat during the game. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to rephrase it. Okay. What's the best food truck at the stadium? Oh God. They, cause they have like, like a rotating ones that come in and out. They, they contract with, there's some company that kind of like, or, I hate to describe it this way, but it's almost like a, a food truck pimp that picks out different trucks to be there on a different, on a regular basis. Uh, and the food truck thing is great because the stadium food has been up and down in, in, in over the years. Uh, but I mean, there's so many great places around the stadium you can get food. But I, I got a I got a grilled cheese sandwich like on like giant pieces of Texas toast, and there was like pulled pork, and that was that was probably the best thing I've had from a food truck at the stadium. I've, I've got I've got a picture of it on my Twitter somewhere. I have to go back and find it. It was okay. amazing. Um, it's all it's, it's probably the second best stadium food i've ever had the the best thing i ever had on the trip where i went to uh boston and baltimore to see liverpool uh a friend of mine used to work for a company in baltimore and he gave me their uh, company's tickets for the baltimore orioles game so i was like three rows behind home plate but they had a hot dog there it's like a foot-long hot dog that's topped with macaroni and cheese and then crab meat because it's baltimore and I had read about this thing like before I even made the trip. And I was like, I don't care what it costs. I don't care what I like. If nothing else. Yeah, you need that. You need I, that. And it, and it was well worth it. It was worth the flight and uh, the cost and, and everything else. It was definitely uh, an experience. And a baseball game, you have more time to eat the food because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like right next to the dugout. I was talking to the players, eating the hot dogs. Like one of their retired players runs a barbecue stand in the stadium. It was it was very cool. I had a good time up there. Um, I think I have the last question mm-hmm. and quite possibly the most important question. But Matt, who is your soccer crush? Um, Besides Iron Brew for the lads. Yeah, <laughs> for the lads. I had to go put another one in the fridge, so I had it cold for our show tonight. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with our manager, oh, Neil Collins. Yeah. Uh, he is a, uh, a former uh, Sheffield uh, United and a former Wolverhampton Wolves player and, and other teams as well. Uh, and he, when he took over the job, like 
we were having a very bad season. I think we lost in the open cup to like Jacksonville's U 23s. And that was like the sixth loss in a row. So he would, huh? In there. Yeah. He, uh, he was probably the best player we had on the team. He was, he was our forest last time. He was our tall, like murdering center back. Oh yeah, that is a good way to describe Forrest Lasso too. Yeah. yeah, and and he came off the field to take the coaching job, and we were all like, "What are, what what are we doing here? Like, this he doesn't have any experience. Like, he's been doing the the training courses and stuff, but um, it, it, we're taking our best player off the field to make him the coach, and it, it's been like that season was already a little bit beyond uh, repair, but he did well last season or the first season he had, he had a full season. Um, into the playoffs and then this year into the playoffs and with our weird setup and into the championship game uh, and, and beating like one of the things that, that uh, you mentioned Phoenix earlier, like, you know, every team has their own hashtag. Yes. They use, so Phoenix's was like own the asterisk or own the star. And because of like how different this season was and the weird format and everything. But I was looking at it and like, you know, we, we went through the playoffs. We had to beat Birmingham, which is a pretty good team. We had to beat Charleston, who had beaten us three times in a row already that season. And then we had to beat Louisville. And then if we were going to win – oh, shoot, I said the name. Sorry. That's if I okay. say it two more times, they'll show up. I won't do it. Uh, and then we had to – if we were if the final had happened, we would have had to have beaten Phoenix to, to get the championship. And I'm like, there's no asterisk there for that. Like, that's – that's a solid run if you pull that off, even in this weird season. And yeah, I'm biased for my team, but I still feel like that was like no asterisk I, for that. I don't feel like the Rowdies had an easy season by any means. I feel like they put in the work and they definitely showed up every match. And I, I think you can see in the, the quality of, of play that I think Neil is making some good choices. He is putting the right people in the right places yeah. So I, I think that's a very worthy soccer crush. And he's a super fun guy to interview once you figure out his accent because he's still got a very super strong Scottish accent. Oh, that one's rough. Is he? Yeah, like, it reminds me of my grandfather, and he doesn't actually, he actually doesn't live too far from me. I always try and bump into him somewhere. Yeah, at Publix. It hasn't happened yet. I know, right? <laughs> Just that's where you bump into everybody. Thank you, you so much. In the, in for coming on and sharing your love story with us. It, it's so great to have you with us and thank you for being our guinea pig. I feel like no we problem. need to let Absolutely. Matt uh, plug his Twitter, his oh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. Plug everything. All right. So uh, our podcast is called the unused substitutes. We, we came up with that like three minutes before we recorded our first show. And it was kind of a, a, a not a jab because that sounds mean spirited, but a, a, a joke at our, our, like three coaches ago in his uh, unwillingness to, to use substitutes. Uh, and you can find us on, on all social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There's a Snapchat out there we haven't used in forever, but uh, at unused subs pod. And then uh, I, uh, or we also have a, a website. We have a, a guy who uh, is based out of New York usually, but is from the area. And actually he's back here right now because of the pandemic. Uh, has been writing a ton of great stuff at theunsubs.soccer. And then uh, I am on Twitter at unsub underscore Matt, and I resist all demands for me to remove the underscore. Uh, our show is live on Wednesday nights. It's what I'm doing in about two more hours. We're live on an online radio station called Radio St. Pete. 
And then uh, it goes out later as a podcast in all the places that podcasts go. And one of my favorite podcasts, you guys are so much fun to listen to. Um, You really, for somebody who doesn't live in the area, um, are so accessible and make it fun for someone like me to be involved with the Rowdies fan base. So I highly support, I think everybody should go like, rate, and subscribe. But I think so too. I'm a little biased. Don't have to listen, but at least like, rate, and subscribe. We can start there. We we do all of that. Yeah. Also listen. You'll learn some things. Um, Not for me. That must be for my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll learn some things. Um, and I think that's yeah. it, you guys. We, we did the thing. Yay. So are we, are we going to do the thing where we talk about tactics now? Yeah, I think oh, yeah, we're, we're going to do definitely tactics. go talk about <laughs> okay. tactics. You know that. Notebook. Bring your notebook. Um, I got a notebook. I don't know if anything's in it, but I brought one. You will, it will soon be filled with tactics. (laughs) And that is it for today, Crushes. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league, squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. New Crush of the Week poll will be coming your way this weekend. If you have nominations, send them our way. If you want to share your soccer love story, send us a message. You can email us. You can DM us. We'd love to have you. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, etc. Our podcast on all platforms available. And again, thank you again, Matt. Go check Yay. out the Unsub podcast. Um, they also have a pretty entertaining Twitter, you guys. Absolutely. We tried. We tried to follow them. It depends on who's running it at the time. But we're all, <laughs> there's like three of us, and, and we never admit who is who. I know there's some accounts that like they sign it, but... Uh, oh, we don't do that either. No, we don't do that, because then just you figure out who's the not funny one, and we don't want to put that... You've got to keep the mystery and intrigue. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and again, thank you guys for listening to... Soccer Crush! Soccer Crush!